it, it, it may sound overly simplistic, but really it does start locally. Almost every person working in Washington was a local politician first. Um, there are a few exceptions to that rule. But overall, generally speaking, local politics, you know, you're, and I mean local, local, not your, just your state. I'm talking about like your, your city, your local school boards. Uh, um, it, it sounds like overly simplistic, like I said, but really the, it kind of starts there because uh, if you start locally, eventually, and it's, it'll take time. It took a long time for us to get where we are today in Washington, and it's not going to be turned on a dime tomorrow either. It's going to take some work. I might not see it in my lifetime, but I'm going to work on trying to put together a foundation anyhow so that hopefully the next generation or those people who follow me will see where we're supposed to be going and then, you know, and then pick up the mantle and take it the next, you know, take it to the next level until they're gone. But um, it starts locally. So, I mean, you know, your local school, local school boards that can be incredibly impactful. I mean, think, look at all the news that's going on right now. I've, I, I write about, like you said, I write about a lot of artic, a lot of topics. Mm-hmm. I write a lot about the CRT movement and the LGBT agenda in our public schools. Right. And um, if you can get involved in your local school board, you might be able to make just a little bit of a difference. You might save one or two kids from uh, from this from the inevitable outcome that I, that I see coming if we don't change. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it can start on the school board, your local town council. Um, again, it seems small, but town councils are basically, they're the, they're the end line of like federal dollars. The federal government doles out money to states and local governments for various purposes all the time. If you're involved, you know, so if you're involved in local government, your city council, your uh, board of commissioners on the county level, something locally, that can make a difference. And uh, you don't even have to pursue higher office. The point is, is that when you, if you can get in there and you can try to, you can turn the direction of things even just a little bit. If it's one or two degrees, even, you got to look at where that one or two degrees will eventually end up, you know, years down the road, because that, that one to two degrees looks small here at the beginning. But over time, that'll get really big. And so that's kind of where I see, that's the only, that's really the only way. Um, Unfortunately, getting back to the matrix analogy, the machine world runs the world. And uh, so, you know, everything's always said, how many times do you read about the, uh, the power of incumbency? You know, if you're an incumbent, I think you're like 80% likely to get, to keep your job. It doesn't matter what you did or didn't do. And that's because of the system. The system's rigged. You know, you have the Republicans and Democrats controlling how uh, uh, districts are laid out. And, you know, so, uh, you know, so you uh, you gerrymander districts to favor your party one way or the other. And so that way you can basically stay in office forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah, uh, clearly. Clearly we have blocking I mean, you know, you see. Yeah. So that's what uh, that's. Um, the big thing is to start locally. As a Christian, I also believe that uh, uh, there's lots of things we can do just through prayer. I mean, uh, uh, God swallowed armies just because somebody prayed, you know, I mean, uh, so uh, it, it it is possible to change the course. Uh, you know, if there's somebody, for example, I'm, I'm this is the kind of prayers I pray. Um, if, uh, if there's somebody in office who obviously doesn't represent 
conservative values, the Constitution, uh, our, our, our traditional morality and Christian beliefs. They don't have to be Christians, but I mean, you know, at least at least running things the way it was run when we were started. I pray the psalm, <laughs> let their days be short and let another take their place. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, yeah. I just, pray to, I literally pray that. I don't pray that they die. I don't pray that they get sick. I don't want anything. I, I'm not, I don't do anything like that. Although David prayed for the death of his enemies all the time in, in the Psalms. So I don't know, maybe there's a biblical uh, <laughs> defense for praying <laughs> that way. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not advocating pray that way. Don't misunderstand me. So, right. No, I understand. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, I mean, you know, so. Prayer can also make a difference. And you know what? That gets to another issue, too. I mean, uh, the the church is so pathetic today, uh, the Christian church. Um, mm-hmm. I, If you go to my website, you, you'll find a tab, uh, the Fellowship of the Pharisees. And uh, yeah. these are yeah. these are people that that's my own tag that I gave them. But you have all these national Christian leaders mm-hmm. who uh came to light mostly when they were endorsing Donald Trump and they were winking at his adultery and, and, and adult tree, I mean, and, mm-hmm. uh, and his crimes and, and, you know, just say, Oh, well, he'll give us conservatives on the Supreme court. So we just need to, and he'll defend our Christian faith. And, you know, uh, so anyhow, the fellowship of the Pharisees, we, there's that's another what tab. But I was just going to get ready to say, though, oh, is okay, that <laughs> in addition to we're acting locally in, in politics, you can also act locally in your local church. Um, you need to get involved. You need to make sure that your leaders are people who believe in the inerrant uh, truth of the gospel. You know, the Bible is the Bible. It says what it says. And if we don't understand something, that doesn't mean it didn't say what it said. It just means we have to figure out why we're confused. The Bible isn't confused. We're confused. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, well you, that's another way, a way that you can make a difference is also if you don't want to get involved locally in politics, then get involved in your local church and and uh, work on spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, because that'll definitely change the world if nothing else will. That's a great message. And, and you know, one people really should take to heart, because I think that, you know, generally speaking, people get in this mindset of that it's so overwhelming when you look at the big picture of everything that's happening in our world and that has already happened and it feels like it's unstoppable because it's so far gone and um, you get this world weary people weary mentality and mm-hmm. you just kind of people just give up they're like I can't yeah. I can't do anything about it so I'm just going to tune it out and not listen to it and just live my life and pretend it's not going on mm-hmm. and um you know, you're, you're so right. You have to start small. It's, and it's the ripple effect. I think if you want big change, you do have to start small, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, to be cliche, I'm going to be cliche because I love cliches. Um, <laughs> you know, if you, if you want to see the change, you have to be the change. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly like, right. Know, Cliches are great because they're right and they're true, you know, and that's one of those things that well, um, as- you do have to. As Zig Ziglar used to say, too, along those lines, he says, he says, if it is to be, it's up to me. Oh, I like it. That's I mean, that's uh, that's another really I I say that a lot, you know, especially when I'm facing those times, like, well, I'm really tired. And sometimes you just need to take a break. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that uh, it shouldn't be a 40 hour a week occupation for people. I'm not saying anything like that. But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, we do have to understand that if we're not willing to be the instruments of change, then we're not likely to see the change we need to see to save America. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now I want to. We've um, mentioned nine eleven a couple of times, and yeah, and um, because it is nine eleven, the anniversary is twenty two years today, which is crazy to me. So crazy. Uh, I just want to take a moment and and recognize that and um, and recommend to people that they go and read your article and and you know go in with that open mind too, not that defensive mind, and and really pay attention to what David's saying in that article. I think um, I think you will pull something out of there of value, whether you like it or not. You will pull value out of it, and I think that's important uh, to do. And uh, you know, like I said before, you know, I make a point of reading things that I don't like or necessarily agree with because I, I feel like it's important to know, and I, and I think that's important for everyone to do, um, whether they agree with something or not. Um, now, I noticed something else on your website. You are yeah. writing a book. I want to talk about that for a minute. Tell me about that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a little uh, funding thing there to try to help pay for it. Um, one of the problems with my approach to conservatism is that the mainstream, you know, uh, Daniel Horowitz refers to it as conservative incorporated. It's kind of become a uh, more of a corporation than a cause. And uh, so a lot of the places that where my book topic would have been welcome, it's not going to be welcome anymore. And so uh, I'm self-publishing. Uh, I know the road ahead of me in that regard. My wife is in the publishing industry. She's an editor. So I, I know that I've got a road to hoe, a road to hoe there. Mm-hmm. But um, it is it is on the things we've been talking about. It is basically it's, the working title right now is Heart of Liberty, because that is that is basically, that's America. I mean, it, forget everything else, forget the the decorations, forget the white European part, forget, forget everything else. Why did America happen? It happened because we were searching for a way to live in liberty. And we weren't able, you know, they weren't able to do it under King George. They weren't able to do it um, through other types of things like communism and socialism. So they came to America and they started their own country with the purpose of liberty. And uh, so that's that, that was I think the title's probably going to change. But in a nutshell, the book is basically it kind of goes back to our roots. Uh, I, I defend the fact that liberty is basically foundational to our existence. Uh, there's even some scriptural reference. Paul tells us in the scriptures to guard our liberty. and He's talking about our Christian liberty, because as Christians, we're free to do whatever we want to do, but not everything is necessarily fruitful to do. So uh, so there's that angle. And then there is uh, just some practical steps on how to get back into uh, get back into liberty. Some of the things some of the things we talked about, some how to get involved. It's going to be not too agenda specific or uh, not um, not agenda issues specific. In other words, I'm not going to bring up, for example, COVID, which was basically the continuation of what happened in 9-11, although we had been, we were doing it in the name of COVID instead of in the name of uh, international terrorism. Uh, But uh, so I won't be bringing that up. But what happened during COVID will be in the book because uh, our government, our government took liberties away from us that they had no right to take away. Um, yes. You can debate all the other. Again, you can do, debate the window dressing, but so anyhow, that's what the book is about. Heart of Liberty Wonderful. is the booking title, and uh, we are due to uh, we're launching uh, 
work, I'm working with a, a great organization called Storytellers, who uh, is going to help me do this. They've been responsible for best-selling books for, with politicians and a lot of the conservative people in, in conservative radio. And so um, he's uh, Bill Blankstein is his name. He's going to be working with me. And we're starting officially this week. And uh, we hope to be in print in time for the primaries. So we're shooting for like March or April because the subject of liberty is going to be my issue going into 2024, regardless of party affiliation. Uh, if liberty's in danger, you're not going to be somebody I support. I like that. I like that. And if more people um, had that mindset, I, I think we probably would have a lot better outcomes with everything. And and uh, if people would stop voting on the basis of, you know, or I'll use the Trumpism, uh, you know, as the example, there's the never Trumpers, there's the never so-and-sos. So, you know, essentially and quite literally saying, I will vote for a, you know, dead tree in the woods instead of <laughs> this, per- you know, I will vote for anything. I don't know why I came up with that one, but that's what I came up with. Uh, you know, so we need to stop doing that. We need to uh, stop voting on appearances. I like the way he speaks. I like the way he looks or she, um, mm-hmm. we need to vote on issues and, and how they affect and what they're really doing and what they have done. And, uh, you know, not, and like you said, not on party anymore. I wanted to, so are, are you okay if we go over a little bit? Because I just have so many questions for you. I have. Oh, sure. Have sure. Okay. Thank My you. I may, if that means I have to split this into two parts, then so be it. <laughs> um, but my gosh, there's just so many things I want to ask you. Um, I'm going to try and like sum it up in like essentially one question. Um, is there anyone right now that is, you know, we got a little ways to go. There's people are going to drop in and drop out. Is there anyone right now that you are looking at that you're thinking this, this guy or woman, they've got some potential here. There, there are possibilities or anybody that you're looking at right now that you'd say potential to ask you a loaded question. That's a toughie. It's tough, right? Um, I'm going to tell you, uh, yeah. I honestly don't know. Well, okay. If if you allow me the liberty to uh, explain why I'm taking the position I am on some of these candidates. Sure. Um, uh, Ron DeSantis is really big uh, as a kind of a rising star. Um, there are a few national conservative talking heads who are endorsing him already. Um, if you go to my website, I've written four or five articles, though, that... Uh, DeSantis is in that populist uh, camp that I was talking about earlier. Um, He doesn't have a problem with using the strong arm of government to knock down somebody he doesn't necessarily agree with. His thing with Disney, for instance, I wrote an article when that happened. I'm I'm not a big fan of Disney's wokeness. I mean, that's that's bad news. It's bad news for our kids because Disney targets their product toward kids. However, I don't agree with somebody abusing their power as the governor of the state or uh, his, or his party in the legislature, basically breaking all written agreement, breaking the law by breaking all written agreements with Disney in order to try to punish them in some way, not for what they did, but because they spoke out against a policy of, of DeSantis. I wrote an article. Uh, actually, I have on my website that it's called the GOP Hall of Shame. GOP stands for gutless on principles, not not the grand old party, <laughs> but it is also <laughs> always about it's always about Republicans. Um, 
DeSantis was my most recent inductee into the uh, Gutless on Principles Hall of Shame because he's he's got some fascist leanings to me that I find to be very troubling from a con- from the perspective of the Constitution. I'm not se- I'm not second guessing why he's doing what he's doing. I understand his motivation, but how he's doing it is totally a bad. It's bad news in in my opinion. That that's just my opinion. So I'm not really. Sure. Not a big fan of DeSantis. Um, Nikki Haley. Right when I would like to like her, she usually does something silly. Uh, when she was still governor, I kind of I had a problem with her uh, decision to go ahead and uh, take the uh, Confederate flag off of the state flag. It was a small portion of the flag. And again, what she did, I understood why, how she did it. I had a problem with that. And uh, and also, too, when she went to work for Trump uh, as our uh, ambassador to the U.N., um, I, I don't know. I, I just Nikki seems to be way too comfortable with whatever way the wind might be blowing at any given time for my for my comfort. She has some potential, okay. but she she kind of plays. She plays the politics game. I don't like any of the other candidates. <laughs> I mean, Nikki and uh, DeSantis are kind of like the two. I, I don't like uh, Viv- Vivek. Uh, I think he's a nutcase. Um, I don't like uh, I don't like Pence, um, not because he used to work for Trump, but I wrote I wrote about Pence when he was governor of Indiana, and uh, he's he's a vast. I call him pusillanimous Pence. He's a he's a he, he vacillates on anything. I mean, and he, he kind of again he kind of goes with whatever is politically popular at any given time. The other candidates, well, like I said, I just really don't care for any of them. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we've got um. That's the that's the Republican Party. I don't like any of the yeah. Democrats. Although right. I will say, I will say, and and I know I know I'll get in trouble for this, but um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's he's a liberal, so I mean, mm-hmm. I, he's already kind of in a camp where I don't particularly care for him. But he has some libertarian leanings on some really important issues uh, that that I find very attractive. It's like if I could take his libertarian issue leanings and put them in Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, and I think I'd have my perfect candidate. Um, so um, I don't. I'm not saying I'd vote for RFK Jr., but I'm just saying that uh, I wouldn't rule out a Democrat just because a Democrat is a Democrat. Um, Right. There were some there were some really good Democrats in history. J- JFK was a great Democrat. I mean, because he was he was a good president. He was he wasn't a liber- he wasn't the uh, progressive Democrat that the that most Democrats are today. So that's uh, right. Um, yeah, he's I, uh, he's an interesting guy. I find him very fascinating. And uh, but yeah, I, I kind of feel like I'm in the same boat as you. You're just uh, you you have uh, a lot more knowledge <laughs> on all of them <laughs> than, than I do. And, you know, and, and I agree with you on the Vivek Ramaswamy. I would um, I would like to real quick. I would like to say that if he would decide to run again, he, he entertained it in 2020. I would. I would be very in favor of Justin Amash if I could get if, if he would if he would decide to run again. Uh, he's very libertarian and he's kind of too libertarian for me in some ways. But overall, I mean, he's he's right on pro-life. He's right on uh, the Constitution. Um, I don't particularly care for some of his foreign policy points of view. But, uh, you know, those kind of things tip, 
tend to be done more in Congress than in the presidency anyway. So I would like to, uh, I, in fact, I'll, I'll send it, I'll send the copy of this show to his, uh, I'll post it on his Twitter account and see if he reposts it because I would, nice. I would go for uh, Justin Amash if he would decide to run again. Nice. Very, very interesting. Um, do you ever think that, so, you know, so the obvious statement is the Republican and Democrat party, they are, you know, they're the strongholds obviously, uh, for elections and, and mindsets of people. Do you, do you see a point where the libertarian party is ever going to be able to surge forward? Is, is that even a possibility? I mean, it seems like I it think- could be. I think it could be, um, you know, one of the reasons Amash was going to run uh, when he was uh, when he put up his exploratory committee, he was going to run as a libertarian. The primary reason for that was that uh, the libertarian party is on all 50 ballots uh, on the ballot in all 50 states. Um, the, the challenge right now, and that's because of the machines, the machines run the system. So uh, the Republican Democrat machine uh, has pretty much made it very, very, very hard for anybody who's not a Republican or a Democrat to try to win any kind of an election. Um, there have been some successes with people who have uh, run under a party label and then became independent afterwards. Unfortunately, those were almost always Democrats. Uh, and uh, they became unaffiliated so that they could be even more liberal. I mean, you know, Bernie Sanders is is a case in point. Um, sure. so, um, I would... Uh, I would say yes, they could happen. Part of the problem with libertarians, uh, libertarianism for me is uh, taken as a 100% package is, is not acceptable because, I mean, pure libertarians want to legalize prostitution. They want all drugs deregulated. I mean, you know, they because this is all in the quote of individual liberty. Well, that's true. But now let me go back to my Christian. Let me put my Christian hat on. Paul says that we have to guard our liberties. Not everything that we, we're free to do whatever we want, but just because we're free to do whatever we want as Christians doesn't mean we should because not everything is profitable. So yeah, I'm I'm in favor of more liberty, but I'm not in favor of that being done at the expense of the mora- of our morality. Um, you know- Yeah, ultimately, liberty- ultimately David, you know, it, it- we're all just deep down in our hearts and in our minds too. I like to believe that, you know, we all just want that one simple word that is so elusive. It seems in every walk and phase of life balance. I mean, can we just get balance? And, you know, that pendulum is constantly swinging from one extreme to the other and we never hit that middle point and I certainly don't know if we ever will but I, I don't know about you but I, I sure as heck hope that I live to see a day that we all live to see a day where there is actually this this balance that occurs and and uh, you know I won't put words or thoughts in anybody else's mind but in mine uh, I would say we we can't have that until we bring, bring uh, Christ back into everything for um, our lives and, and our society and everything uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to ever see that happen in our lifetime. But I, don't, it's certainly worth- I don't remember which one of the founders said it. I think it was Mason, but I don't I don't recall. But I do remember the quote. And he said, our Constitution was written. See, the, everything for me is about the Constitution. But he says the Constitution was written for a moral people and it's wholly inadequate for any other. And so basically it's like 
The Constitution is great. It it's describes, it explains what we're supposed to be free. All of our rights come from God. But we have to balance that using your word. We have to balance that with the fact that it, it is only it can only be applied correctly if it's correct, but if it's applied by people who have a moral compass. David, I, I really, I honestly cannot thank you enough for, for taking the time, especially giving me some extra time here to talk about all these things. Uh, again, I feel like we could, uh, you know, barely scratch the surface of, of <laughs> topics here to talk about. And uh, once again, I will send everyone over to the stridentconservative.com. That's correct, right? Yep. Okay, good. Uh, I go there, read these articles, take a look. Um, pre, uh, you don't you don't have a pre-sale up for the book yet, but keep an eye out for that. Oh, yeah. Donate so it can it can uh, see the light of day. I, I think what you're doing is really important, and I think it's uh, really important for people to check out. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you again for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. Awesome. Thanks again. All right, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us for this episode. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Take care.